Hey, what's up, everybody? For your fix of fitness, health, life, and laughs, you know where it's at. That's right, it's at the podcast with your host, yours truly, Adam Pullman. All right, guys, in this episode of the podcast, we are talking all about building muscle, what it takes to build muscle, um, what things should look like nutritionally, um, as well as training wise. Uh, should you be supplementing with things like that? What should your training program uh, look like? So if you're interested in building any sort of muscle mass, any sort of lean tissue, make sure you are tuning in to this episode. Um, for everything else that's free, you can go ahead and go to PullmanFitness.com slash free. There is a new guide out there, um, the complete guide to protein. Uh, protein is a very important nutrient that a lot of people don't get enough of. So um, I wrote a free guide that's available for download on the website, and you can get that at PullmanFitness.com slash free. So make sure you go ahead and check that out. Uh, if you enjoy this episode, make sure you spread the love, share it with your friends and family, um, let them know where they can go to get get all of their health, fitness, and nutrition questions answered. Lastly, this episode was asked on my Instagram story, uh, and that's where you guys can go to ask your questions as well every single Sunday. So every Sunday, I will post a uh, question box saying, ask me a question, and you can put any sort of question that you want in there, um, and I'll answer it both on the story as well as here on the show. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, and my handle is Adam underscore Pullman Fit. So um, that's pretty much it. Make sure you go check out the other free content if you want some free content. Um, other than that, let's get into muscle mass and what it takes to build it. All right, today's question comes from Philip Mark 85 and the question is, I know eating real food is best, but if trying to make significant muscle mass improvements uh, with minimal progress currently, thoughts on supplementing with BCAAs, etc. Okay, so yes, eating real food is definitely best, but um if this person, if this individual is trying to build significant muscle mass, let's just talk about all of the things that are going to need to be in place for this to happen. Because um, as, it, as in most things, but especially health and fitness, you have things that are uh, most important at the foundation. So if you were to think of things like a pyramid, um, you know, you have your training program, your basic nutrition, uh, getting enough vegetables, fruits, things like that. All of your basic stuff is on the bottom. That's your foundation. And then up at the very tippy top at the peak would be like your, you know, your creatine supplementation, uh, supplementing with some extra protein, some beta alanine, whatever. Um, but the, th the, the point is the stuff at the very top does not matter if the stuff at, stuff at the bottom is all jacked up. You have to have that foundation in place uh, and it needs to be extremely solid or else the stuff that you do from, you know, then on up isn't going to matter or make that much of a difference. So what we need to talk about is the things that you need to have in place in order to be building uh, significant muscle mass like this individual um, is trying to do. So the first thing that is going to be most important um, is going to be a, uh, a calorie surplus. So you are eating more calories in the day than you are burning. Now, I will say this. A lot of people say that this is absolutely necessary to build muscle tissue. Um, there is some research out there that is showing that calories can be partitioned uh, to build muscle, even if you are in a caloric deficit, as long as your training program is calling your body to utilize those nutrients in order to build that muscle, which rarely happens. Um, 
that rarely, rarely ever happens, uh, but it's definitely possible. So I don't want you to take away from this that you think you have to be stuffing your face in order to build muscle or be eating extra calories like crazy in order to build muscle. It is possible that you could be at a maintenance um, or even a little bit of a deficit and still build muscle tissue as long as your body is getting that signal from your training program. Uh, so you don't have to be in a calorie surplus, but that is going to be the, um, the, the, the thing you can implement to really make sure that you are going to build some lean muscle tissue. So calorie surplus is going to be huge, most important, uh, but bouncing off of that is going to be that energy surplus. So like I mentioned, you have calories in calories out, uh, as long as your energy surplus is there, you're fine. That doesn't mean you have to be eating a ton of calories in the day, but if the energy, if more of your energy is going to, uh, towards building muscle, then your body is going to build muscle. And like I said, that depends heavily on your training program. Um, but uh, we'll go over that later. Usually people who tend to build muscle without being into crazy calorie surplus are beginners, um, sometimes intermediate or advanced lifters that have everything dialed in 100% to the T, uh, which is rare. So if you're just an everyday person, um, I would start with a slight calorie surplus and then make sure your training, training program is telling you to build muscle. So um, calorie surplus, you just want to make sure eating, a, you know, start with a couple hundred calories more than you're burning in the day. Make sure you take into consideration uh, your your metabolic rate, your activity level, things like that. Um, I've done an episode before on calculating all of that out, but it's not too difficult. The best way to figure out what your body is used to and where your maintenance is, is to just um, track how you would normally eat for uh, uh, anywhere from 10 to 14 days and then see how um, your, av your weight adjusts. So you can take average weights every single morning um, or take weights every single morning and then take the average of those and see how that adjusts based on how much you're eating. So, uh, if your if your weight is continually going up, you know, that you're already eating in a calorie surplus. If it's staying the same relatively, you're probably eating at some sort of maintenance. If it's going down, you're probably in some sort of deficit, uh, because you can go into a computer and enter in your height, your weight, your age, all of that stuff, um, your activity level, and it's going to punch out a number for you. Um, but if your metabolism, if your metabolic rate, your body is used to eating a certain amount of calories and doing well with that, um, that is going to be the default as to what it maintains its weight at. So I recommend tracking your food intake for 10 to 14 days, something like that, and just seeing how your weight adjusts in order to find um, your maintenance. If not, you can go ahead and go to some sort of, you know, uh, calculator online, enter in your, your, your stats and your activity level and get a very rough idea um, of where you should be. So calorie surplus is going to be the most important. After that, it's going to be very important to get enough protein. So sticking with the nutrition stuff, protein is going to be extremely important. Um, amino acids are the building blocks of protein and protein is going to be helping you uh, <clears throat> build that lean muscle tissue and make sure that your muscle tissue has nutrients to uh, repair and rebuild after you are or during and after your, your training program. So protein, how much should you be eating? Uh, it really, it really depends, but a good range is anywhere from 0.6 grams, um, of protein per pound of body weight, all the way up to one gram per pound of body weight. Now it's a wide range, I know, um, but that's just because people adjust very differently to the different amounts of protein that they get in. So what I would do is, is I would start somewhere in the middle. A good place to be is 0.8 grams of protein per pound of body weight. Um, see how you adjust and then either build or scale down from there. The whole point of scaling down is just that if you can, it's just that it's optimal to do the uh, least amount of work or have the least amount of change and get the biggest benefit, right? You don't want to make some sort of significant change to your lifestyle um, just to reach some sort of goal. 
uh, that could be done with simpler steps. So for example, you know, if you can get away with eating 0.8 grams of protein per pound of body weight and building a lot of lean muscle tissue, um, similarly to eating 1.5 grams of protein per pound of body weight, why would you, you know, go through all the extra time and effort and stuffing your face to get 1.5 grams in when 0.8 grams of protein per pound of body weight already works? You know what I'm saying? So anywhere from 0.6 to 1 gram of protein per pound of body weight is usually a pretty good place to be. Uh, if you are someone that is extremely new to lifting, you are a beginner, I would stick within 0.6 to 0.8 grams of protein per pound of body weight. Someone who's a little more advanced, um, their body might not adapt as quickly to any sort of stimulus. 0.8 to 1 gram of protein per pound of body weight is usually a good um, place to start with that. So that's the protein and how much uh, you should be eating there. So first thing is uh, an energy surplus or a calorie surplus. More calories um, being used for your muscle tissue than you are burning in the day. Um, and then make sure you're getting enough protein. Do you absolutely have to have that much protein in order to build muscle tissue? No, but it is going to help a lot. So make sure your protein um, is high up after that. And that, that will kind of bring us into the supplementing thing. Do you need to supplement with protein? Things like that. After those first two things are dialed in, then you can consider supplementing with some sort of protein, things like that. Um, but you have to make sure that you are getting all the basics covered. You're hydrated. You're getting enough sleep, seven to nine hours of quality sleep. You are um, getting all your vitamins and minerals from either a multivitamin and or whole natural foods. Obviously, whole natural foods should be first, um, vitamin or supplement, some sort of supplement after that. Uh, and you're getting plenty of fruits, veggies, your basic nutrition, your basic hydration, your basic recovery with your sleep. All of those bases are completely covered. Then you can go ahead and consider supplementing um, with some sort of protein powder. You can go ahead and supplement with a protein powder with all, without having all of that stuff in place. But if you do, it's kind of going to be a waste because the protein powder, the supplement, whatever you're using is not going to make that much of a difference if the foundation that you have laid down is shit and it falls over. You know what I'm saying? So you have to make sure that you have that, that foundation laid first. Um, protein wise, protein supplements can be used if needed. Uh, if you are reaching up towards that one gram of protein per pound of body weight, it is possible to get all of your protein in from uh, whole natural foods, but it is going to be definitely is definitely going to be challenging, especially if you are not um, very good at meal prepping. You're not prepare, preparing your meals beforehand, um, which is an essential tool to making sure you master consistency with this stuff. Uh, so another thing too is that the protein is that it's very easy to use as a crutch because it's so simple. All you do is take the scoop put it in the blender, and then shake it up and that's it. Bada bing, bada boom, you got 40 grams of protein, no problem whatsoever. No cooking, no prepping. So it's easy to find yourself having two, three of those a day, um, but that can be pretty unhealthy. So I even catch myself sometimes going straight to the protein first in the day without trying to get as much as I can from whole natural foods. So we all are, you know, we all are we all make poor decisions like that, but you just got to make sure that you don't make it a habit. But it can be pretty easy since that supplement form um, is, is so simple and you can get protein in um, so easily. So make sure you're getting protein as much as possible from whole natural foods. After that, you can supplement with some sort of protein. Back to this guy's original question. Um, what about branch chain amino acids, BCAAs, things like that? Uh, BCAAs specifically, those are going to be an absolute waste of money. Um, they're not going to do anything, especially if you are getting enough protein in uh, during your day. If you are like a vegan or a vegetarian and your protein is extremely low um, and you just refuse to change the way you eat, 
you might benefit from branched chain amino acids. Um, but if you just eat like any normal human being should omnivore <laughs> diet, um, branched chain amino acids are not going to do anything for you. Uh, they're not going to have any sort of effect other than they're going to give you some sort of, um, fantastic artificially sweetened watermelon taste with the, with your water. Okay. So forget about the branched chain amino acids, something else that you can supplement that I think would be very beneficial. And it's extremely safe. If you have everything else in place is going to be creatine. What creatine does is it's going to bring more nutrients. It's going to your cells. It's going to help those cells produce more ATP, um, which is just short-term energy. So when you're in your workouts, you might be able to pump out an extra rep or two or add a little bit more weight. Now, if you stack all of those minimal, you know, tiny changes, uh, up throughout the week, it, they're going to equate to a big overall change in your training volume, how many pounds you lift in a certain exercise. Thus, you will increase your strength. Um, I will tell you this. It's not like you're going to take it and just feel amped up and feel like you're, you know, the freaking Hulk. You probably won't notice that much of a difference until you look back at your training program and you're like, oh, I did do an extra rep that time or, oh, I did lift an extra five pounds, um, things like that, which can add up if you have everything else uh, in place. So creatine might be something to consider uh, as well. It's also one of the most studied uh, supplements out there, by far one of the safest, if not the safest supplement out there. So um, consider supplementing with some sort of protein. If your protein intake is very high and you're having a very hard time hitting your protein with whole natural food um, and you need something as a last resort to reach that protein goal and then creatine as well. So that's kind of your basic uh, basic summary for what things should look like nutritionally, um, as, as well as with your supplements. Now, all of that stuff doesn't matter if you're not training properly. So you can be in an energy surplus, taking creatine, um, eating enough protein and sitting on your fat butt all day. And you're not really going to build any muscle. You have to be telling your body that it needs to adapt and change by building muscle. And the way you do that is by going to the gym and lifting weights, right? So when you go to the gym and lift weights, you're telling your body to adapt a certain way. Now, obviously, that depends on that depends on how much weight you're lifting, what your tempo is like, how much you're pushing yourself, because you can just go grab two and a half pounds, press it over your head, and then call it good. And you're like, all right, I did some weightlifting today. No, you didn't, Sally. No, you didn't. Okay. So where do you begin with the weightlifting? So <clears throat> it really depends. <laughs> and I know you guys probably hate hearing that answer. But um, I will give you a general starting point um, and you can adjust from there. So with the research and, and the literature, what everything is going to tell you is that 8 to 12 reps is the general range where the most amount of muscle is built. If you are someone that has always lifted between 8 and 12 reps, that probably won't be true for you. You know, maybe going a little lower um, will be more beneficial, like in the six to eight rep range. But start with eight to 12 reps. Push yourself as hard as you possibly can, um, but don't go to failure. Um, and then make sure you're doing big compound lifts. So you're working on your presses, bench press, overhead press. You're working on rows, pull-ups, deadlifts, squats, lunges, things like that, because those have the most potential for building um, muscle. You can apply more load to those lifts than you can on a machine, like a leg extension or a machine curl. Um, and so that's completely uh, the direction you want to go in. Just make sure you are utilizing those big compound lifts. Now, um, back to the rep range thing. I said 8 to 12 reps, pushing yourself as hard as you can, but not going to failure. What does that mean? How do you push yourself as hard as possible, but not go to failure? 
you really want to make sure that you flirt with failure when you are doing things like this and you're trying to build muscle tissue. Flirting with failure means you are reaching your desired target reps within one to two reps of complete failure. Now, obviously, it's going to take some experience and some time lifting to figure out uh, what failure is for you and how to decipher, you know, which way is going to get your get you closer to that flirting stage of failure. So for me, for example, if you were to tell me, okay, I need you to flirt with failure within one to two reps and we're doing bicep curls, I would know automatically that I'm going to use 40 pound, 35, maybe 40 pound dumbbells that will get me to that goal um, within one to two reps of failure. So let's say I'm trying to reach 10 reps. That means I'm going to lift as much, I'm going to lift enough weight to make um, 10 reps extremely challenging. If I get to 10 reps, that means that weight is so dif difficult that I know for a fact I could not get um, 11 or I could not get 12 reps. I might be able to crank out one more, but there's no way I could do 12. If you're using the weight and you're getting 12 reps or it feels like you can get 12 after you do 10 or you can get 13, 14, 15, you know the weight is too light. If you're grabbing the weight and you're getting six, seven, eight reps, you know the weight is too heavy. So you want to go somewhere in the middle. Um, so it's just going to take time to figure out where you can be and what weights you're going to need to use in order to um, match that intensity that you need to in order to build lean muscle tissue. So try to stay within eight, eight to 12 reps. Pick your weight. Make sure you are struggling to get within 8 to 12 reps. You're not going any higher than 12. You're not going any lower than 8. If you just kind of start there and really work in that rep range on your big compound lifts, you're eating in a calorie surplus, you're eating enough protein, you're getting plenty of sleep, all your nutrients are in place, you you will most likely build muscle tissue, okay? As I mentioned, if you, if you are usually within 8 to 12 reps, you could go a little higher. You'll get a little muscle tissue benefit out of that. Or you could go lower and work on some strength anywhere from like 4 to 8 reps. You'll probably see some significant changes there. But if you are kind of just bouncing all over the place, you haven't consistently tried anything, uh, I would really just stick within 8 to 12 reps and then um, make adjustments from there when you start to see some sort of plateau preferably lower that way you can build foundational strength um, and then go from there also when you are in your training program you also want to make sure that you are adding weight to those exercises every single time if not every week um, because what matters and what we know to measure to see and assess uh, increases in strength and lean muscle tissue is training volume and that's your weights times your sets times your reps so the overall poundage when you do weights times sets times reps that is your training volume for the week. So let's say you're doing 10,000 pounds of volume on your dumbbell bench press um, every single Monday. On Wednesday, when you come back into your dumbbell bench press, you want to make it a little higher by maybe trying, you know, at trying to add five pounds this time or trying to, instead of do 10 reps, you're going to do 11 with the same weight, something like that, just to add either um, weights or reps. That way, when you do your weights times your sets times your reps, um, your overall training volume goes up. So that's kind of where you want to be if you are trying to build a significant amount of lean muscle tissue. So let's start from the beginning. First, make sure you are in an energy or calorie surplus. Uh, more calories are coming in and being used for lean muscle tissue growth than they are coming than than are coming out. All right. So more calories in than out. After that, make sure you're getting enough protein. Uh, obviously, during all of this, enough sleep, enough vitamins, minerals, um, fruits, veggies, and things like that as well. Recovery needs to be uh, on point too. So making sure you're eating enough protein. And then um, your training program, 
Make sure you are within 8 to 12 reps if you are kind of just starting out. Push yourself to the point of flirting with failure. Uh, you are within 1 to 2 reps of failure when you reach your desired rep target. Okay, so um, if you are hitting 10 reps, that means you are getting 10 reps knowing you could maybe do 11. No way in hell you could do 12 reps with that current weight. If you can, if you know you can get more, the weight's too light. If you know you can't do uh, 10 at all, the weight is too heavy. All right, so kind of stick within that and uh, make sure you're tracking your workouts and take notes and see how your strength progresses each week as you flirt with failure on those different exercises. And then on top of that, when you have all of that laid down, you're consistent with all of it, you can go ahead and go um, try supplementing with some protein or some creatine to add a little bit of a boost to those things. Um, but like I said, when all of those things are dialed in, that might make a 1% to 5% difference uh, in your overall um, improvements and your overall progress. All right. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, for everything else, muscle building, free, uh, any sort of content, videos, articles, guides you guys want to download, you can go ahead and go to pullmanfitness.com slash free. And if you have a question that you would like to send in, make sure you find me on Instagram. That is Adam underscore uh, Pullman Fit. Spread the love, guys. Share this episode with your friends and family. Let them know where they can go um, to get all of their health, fitness, and nutrition questions answered. Thanks for being here, guys. We'll see you in the next one. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe it is over already. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hey, listen in. If you have a health and fitness goal that you are trying to reach, I don't know what else to say other than to say it must be a match made in heaven. If you didn't know already, Pullman Fitness exists to transform the body, mind, and spirit through personal coaching and sustainable fitness plans for any stage of life. So if you want to reach your goals, build sustainability, and enjoy life all at the same time, you guys got to check out Premier Coaching at Pullman Fitness. From custom tailored programming to 24-7 access to your personal coach, you'll have everything that you need to succeed. You guys can find out a lot more about Premier Coaching as well as our membership program at PullmanFitness.com. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, share the love by leaving a five-star review and introducing the podcast to your friends and family. As always, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, this is The podcast.